Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Real quick, wherever you're listening, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. All right, I got a lot to get to today. A lot of cool headlines I want to get to. It's Thanksgiving. That means you got family dinners to attend. You see a lot of family that you don't normally see, and it's really nice. You get to interact with them. I say nice. I'm lucky. I got a good family that I that I can go hang out with on the holidays. My wife's side of the family is really cool, and we get to go eat some good food from her Uncle Bill and her Aunt Janet, and they're just amazing, amazing cooks. So it's good. It's a good time. It's a lot of just relaxing, shooting the shit, and eating some good food, which is what Thanksgiving's about. <laughs> Gaining calories, right? But I was sitting there thinking, there's always something that drives you nuts on the holidays. There's things you love and there's things you hate. And there's the things I love about the holidays. If I were to isolate one specific thing that I really, really look forward to on Thanksgiving, that's eating pie. I love pie. I would rather have pie more than uh, cake on my birthday. I love pie, especially chocolate pie, like chocolate mousse pie or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know what it is, what it's called. I just know it's delicious and it's better than cake. So on Thanksgiving, I can eat pumpkin pie and whatever pie the other that people bring. And I love that. There's things I hate about Thanksgiving, and that's when I'm watching football. We're all watching football, and then next thing you know, somebody comes in and just, you know, we we leave to go get a drink or get some snacks, and we come back, and then there's like some dumb Christmas movie on TV. What the hell happened? I leave for a minute, and this is what I come back to. Hogwash. <laughs> it's hogwash. Don't like it. It happens. Not all the time, but it happens. It's been known to happen. Sitting there, enjoying the game, walk away, come back and be like, oh, I thought you guys were done watching the football. <laughs> Nobody in my family or my wife's family sounds like that. But they should. <laughs> and it would be great. If all of a sudden I go to a, a Thanksgiving dinner and people are like, hey, Scott, you want some more mashed potatoes? <laughs> I want me some mashed potatoes. Mm, yep. Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> those are the things that bug me. Now, I put that out on, on Twitter, which, by the way, another thing I love. A lot of people hate this, but I just grew up on it, so I love it. Canned cranberries. I love it, and I know a lot of people hate that. They do. Probably because you're evil. Probably, most likely. Yeah, it's true. Canned cranberries are delicious. Get off your high horse and try them. It's delicious. Now, I put that out on Twitter. Like, what are the things you love? What are the things you hate? Ramon sent in, I hate pumpkin pie. Ramon's on the borderline of, uh, you know, burning in hell, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, they, uh, he said, I hate pumpkin pie. Love to watch planes, trains, and automobiles first thing in the morning. It's a family tradition. Throw in the turkey and sit down and watch the movie. That's a great idea. I love that movie. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> it's a great movie. 
And that's a good tradition. I like that. I've, I haven't heard of anybody watching that on Thanksgiving Day, but I kind of like it. Jesse just tweeted in, love all the eating. Hate all the cleanup afterwards. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's why we go and visit people's houses. We'll clean up a little bit, or I'll pretend to offer to clean up. You're like, do you, do you want me to wash the dishes? No, no, you don't? No? Okay. I, I will. I will. No? Okay. I offered. I offered. Then walk away as quick as possible. <laughs> That's what happens. Jesse, I'm right there with you. I get it. And I do love eating, though. Oh, my God. I'll tell you this quick story. The first time I had a Thanksgiving dinner with my wife, I was at her mom and stepdad's house. Her mom was an amazing cook. Love it. That, oh, it's just so good. And one of my favorite things to eat on Thanksgiving is stuffing. I love stuffing. That was like, I guess my mom was saying that that was my dad's thing. He loved to make stuffing. He took his time, very delicate with all the veggies and whatever went into it. And it just was just, he really took pride in making his stuffing be really good. So I'm at my wife's mom's house and I'm sitting down, ate some ate turkey with some gravy, all delicious. I take a big bite of stuffing and I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, there's something in here. And it's really chewy. Like what, what is in my mouth? That's not supposed to be there. That is supposed to be stuffing, and it's not supposed to be chewy and, and gritty. What the hell? And I'm looking around. They're all talking. My wife and her mom and stepdad, they're having a great conversation. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do I spit this out? It was like I got a big piece of fat in my, in my uh, stuffing. I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, and I just, I swallow it. And... Then then I take another bite and same thing happens. And then finally somebody looks at me and they're like, are you okay? I was like, I, I, you know, it's I'm not used to this texture or whatever. They're like, oh, that's the gizzards. You, you can just spit them out. <laughs> and I'm like, spit, spit them on the, on the plate. And I'm like, why would you put the gizzards in the stuffing? My mother-in-law loved those. <laughs> it's so gross. CJ, I love you so much, and we all miss you. But, man, <laughs> seriously? Gizzards? Oh, so gross. Do you guys eat gizzards? Or do you have family members that do that? Just It took me off. It took me by surprise. Not expecting that at all. No idea that that was going to be in there. Never experienced it before in my life. <laughs> and I'm sitting here trying to be a good, you know, boyfriend to my now wife, but I'm just sitting there trying to be, you know, presentable and just a good guy. And then I take a bite of stuffing that has gizzards in it. And I'm like, ugh, I want to spit it out so bad. <laughs> it's so gross. Yucky. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what we need to do? Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> Speaking of eating things that are weird. I love spam, and a lot of people do. And if you didn't know what spam actually was, spam is a combination of pork, sugar, water, salt, potato starch, and sodium nitrate. Okay? The foundation of a solid food, right? 
Now, Spam has come out with a holiday kind of special treat. Same type of can, but it's called Figgy Pudding. And it has fig and orange flavors, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. It's a British holiday tradition, I guess. If you're if you're from the uh, Britain area, the Britain area, if you're British, give me a call. <laughs> That's horrible. I insult people by trying to do their their accents, and I just yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, oi, oi. <laughs> if you, <laughs> I can't do it. Anyway, so apparently it's a British holiday tradition. Figgy pudding is a dense steamed cake. Not an American-style pudding type of thing, but it's full of raisins, currants, and brandy, and the modern version doesn't actually have figs in it. It's just something over in the UK that people like to eat. I would actually eat this, and and they're selling out quick on Amazon and the Spam website. Last I checked, it was sold out. They said you could try the Walmart app to see if you, you can place an order. I would actually like to try this, just to say I did. Uh, I don't mind trying new foods. So I'm going to see if I can get my hands on this and figure out how you're supposed to eat it. Are you just supposed to eat it straight from the can? Because I don't do that with Spam. Spam, I fry it up, cut it into slices, make it like kind of just like bacon strips in a sense, and then you fry it up, and then you can make BLTs without the B. It's just an S. So it's SLTs, Spam Lettuce Tomato. Oh, so good. So good. But uh, would you try this? It doesn't look too horrific. I think I might actually be pleasantly surprised on this one. So I want to try that. I want to find it. If you find this, send me a picture of like you actually buying it. Because I, I think, and then let me know what it tastes like, if it's good or not. Or you know what we could do? We can meet up together and we could share a can. I get a fork, you get a fork, and then we'll cross our arms between each other like on a wedding day, and we'll both eat at the same time. <laughs> we could. We could. I'm not saying we will. God. Such a jerk, okay? Quit judging me. It would be a beautiful moment between you and I eating Spam Figgy Pudding. I do like the name. Figgy Pudding. Figgy Pudding. Mom, is that Figgy Pudding? Yes, son, it is. You're the best mom there ever is. Oh, thank you, honey. By the way, I'm leaving your father. Oh, this is a terrible Thanksgiving, mom. Or they don't really celebrate Thanksgiving over there, do they? <laughs> well, we're Americanized. <laughs> I'm dumb. Hi, hi. <laughs> Mommy. I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, over in the World Cup going on in Qatar, because we're in this day and age of social media, something that Japan fans have been doing for years is really being pulled to the front headline news in a sense. They help clean up the stadium after matches. The fans do. I mean, how crazy is that? Well, here's the thing. They do it out of respect. Out of respect for the game out of respect for the other fans and respect for the people that have to work at the stadium and clean up. They go around and help out. And to be honest, that's the way we should all do it. There's way too many times you leave a game or even a movie and you see people just leave their trash everywhere. 
I had to leave in a hurry once. Uh, my wife was sick, and I think we left some of our food. I felt bad about that, but she was sick, and I'm like, I'm not going to. I'd rather leave that there than pick up vomit. <laughs> anyway, but you see that a lot of times when you leave a game or a movie is people just leave their stuff. So in, in a simple thing is just you pack it in, you pack it out type of mentality. Like when you go camping, don't leave your mess there. Take, take it and throw it away like you're supposed to do. So I think that's really cool. And uh, a Japanese-based football journalist named Scott McIntyre told the BBC back in 2018, it's not just part of the football culture, but part of the Japanese culture. You often hear people say that football is a reflection of culture. An important aspect of Japanese society is to make sure that everything is absolutely clean, and that's the case in all sporting events, and certainly also in football. I just think that's neat. And I was reading... Uh, some feedback on on some of these uh, are on this article, and a lot of people are saying, "Yeah, when I lived in Japan, I was so amazed with how clean the entire place was. Everybody was just clean." And then you come to the United States or other countries, and it's just not the case. Not everybody does that. And I got to be honest, there's I'm not as clean as I should be. But I do try to clean up, especially as somebody that worked in the restaurant industry. I used to hate it when little kids would come in to, like, say, Chipotle. And the parents would, and I get it, as a parent, I get it. They would get them, like, a bowl, a burrito bowl with rice and beans and maybe cheese and something else in there. But what ends up happening a lot of the times is that rice ends up all over the full floor. And it's a pain in the ass to clean up. And it's annoying. And it looks just so disgusting. Like if you don't notice it right away as an employee and then other people are going in there and you see rice all over the floor, it's just like, God, this place is a shithole. It's not my fault that little shit did it. Little fucking Tommy spreading rice all over the floor. Little fucking dick. (laughs) Oh, he's two. You bastard. He's two. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Tommy. Hey, whoa, 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 Tommy, no, no, you're not allowed in here. You're getting fucking rice everywhere, Tommy. No, next time you come in here, no juice box for Tommy until he starts eating like a man. <laughs> okay, that is that is my Italian gangster voice. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. I know, it's spot on. It's spot on. Uh, it's awful. I am awful. <laughs> All right, we got more headlines coming your way. First, root for safeties this season with your friends over at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. However it happens, all you need to do, root for chaos, and you could win money with Superbook this fall. Download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please Call 1-800-522-4700. When I first saw the picture of this, I I was like, that's bullshit. But it's true. I read it on the internet. (laughs) A British angler catches one of the world's biggest goldfish. 67 pounds of goldfish. My God. The guy's name is Andy Hackett. 
otherwise known as Buddy Wackett's friend. <laughs> he caught this in Champaign, France, and it's thought to be over 20 years old. Now, here's the thing. The huge fish is a cross between a leather carp and a koi carp, both of which are orange and give the fish its bright orange color because it is bright freaking orange. Jason Cowler, the manager of the lake, went on to explain that the carrot, that's what they nicknamed this fish, was originally put in the water to spice things up for anglers, but they didn't expect it to grow quite as big as it did. This is what he said. We put the carrot in about 20 years ago as something different for the customers to fish for. Since then, it has grown and grown, but it doesn't often come out. She is very elusive. It's huge. It's gigantic. I posted the pictures on my Facebook page and I tweeted it out. I'll also put it on my Instagram if I have. I can't remember if I did or not. But anyway, it's it looks fake. It, it's huge, but it's legit. And it beat the previous world record for largest caught goldfish uh, by like, say, 20 some pounds. The thing is gigantic. It's like that that old kid book you you feed a fish, whatever the fuck. I don't know. He feeds the fish too much and it grows and grows and grows. That's basically what that thing looks like. It's freaking huge. Gigantic. 67 pounds for a goldfish. Now, like you said, it's a carp. And and when I posted the picture, I was like, 67 pound goldfish. It's a carp, dumbass. Like, no kidding. I don't care. Do you think I'm a fish expert? No. God, have you ever listened to me? Do you think I'm an expert at anything other than being stupid? No. Jeez, people. Michael Miller wrote in on Twitter, well, that's going to clog the toilet. <laughs> Michael, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Could you imagine it? Could you imagine somebody trying to flush that thing down the toilet? You'd have to chop it up. I'm sorry. That's gross and mean. Oh, people are going, oh, that's mean to huff. Ugh. I'm just saying, let's think about it logically. You would have to cut it up into small little bitty pieces or just eat it. I wouldn't eat a I wouldn't eat that. I just it's just gross to me. I just ugh, ugh. But it is impressive. Good for you. I watched the movie Nope by Jordan Peele finally. You know the one where they're farmers and there's like an alien craft or whatever taunting them. Anyway, I saw it. It's pretty good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. But I'm sitting there watching the movie, and it's been out for a couple of years, so I'm not going to really spoil anything. Uh, if you've never seen it and you want to, go ahead. But I'm not going to I'm not going to ruin the movie for you. Essentially, and you learn this from the from the very beginning, is they're trying to get video evidence, good video evidence, of an alien craft. That's all they're trying to do. And that's what the movie is about. Them trying to get good evidence with good cameras instead of this grainy shit that we always talk about. But as I'm watching it and I go to the end of the movie, it, I, I'm brought back to a point that I've, I've brought up before. If we ever get clear evidence of ghosts or aliens, nobody's going to believe it. Why? Because technology is so good nowadays that anything could be faked. So I don't I would never believe it. 
never believe it unless I saw it with my own eyes. And even then, I still would be like, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably a hologram. Do you remember that from Spider-Man when Jake Gyllenhaal was just messing with people's minds? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Mysterio or whatever his name is. <laughs> That's the same thing. I like, I wouldn't believe it. Okay. You guys see a spacecraft, but we all remember Mysterio and Jake Gyllenhaal fucking with people's heads. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I would never believe it. Never believe it. One thing you should believe is sleeping naked is actually really, really good for you. I stumbled upon this. You may have already known about this, but I'm going to go through it for you because it has a lot of good points in there. And obviously, I don't suggest sleeping naked if it's not your bed, especially if you're in like a hotel. I don't suggest sleeping that because sleeping nude in there because you just don't know how clean those sheets are. But anyway. This is why it's good to sleep naked. If you didn't know, it improves blood circulation. When you sleep, your blood circulation increases regardless. But sleeping naked stops any clothing like socks or tight pajamas from restricting blood flow. Remember that good blood circulation is crucial for your heart and muscles. Sleeping naked can also regulate your body temperature, or it does regulate your body temperature, which is always higher when you're ill. So if you're sick, definitely need to be sleeping naked. If you uh, avoid wearing tight underwear when you go to bed, this can also be good for both men and women. Why? Well, for men, it can increase fertility. And for women, it will lower your chance of any infections caused by uncomfortable underwear. Interesting. Okay. Now, also a benefit is skin-on-skin -skin contact with your partner, and it can boost your oxytoxin, whatever. I don't know what that word is. Oxy, oxytocin levels, which could help combat feelings of sadness in the winter. So it can help with depression. The fuck? Nudity is so important. This is why there's those nudist colonies, because everybody's so happy. I, I don't think I, listen, I, it's fine to do all that, but I can't imagine going to a, a nude beach. Did I ever, did I tell you guys what my plan was when I, when I was going to cover the, the Super Bowl in Miami a couple of years ago, the plan was that we were going to drive over to a nude beach and literally the, the shot, the joke was going to be very quick and, you know, Simple. I would have a hot dog, <laughs> like a hot dog in a bun, and I would be standing in front of the sign that said whatever the name is, Nude Beach. That's it. That's all it would be. And I would just be eating a, a hot dog in front of that sign. And that's the joke, right? And I thought that would be hilarious until we realized how far away it was from where we were staying and just we're like, ah, that's way too fucking far for, for, a, <laughs> for a small little joke. Then, then the company would be like, wait, so you took an Uber that costs about $100 for this joke? I'd be like, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? You're welcome. <laughs> uh, they just didn't get me, did they? No. <laughs> I'd be funny. Hey, guys, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. And hopefully uh, it's not stressful. Hopefully you don't eat too much food. Hopefully you enjoy yourself. 
And don't forget, more holidays are around the corner. Ugh. Like, I don't look forward to that. Although, you know what? It's kind of neat. My son is just, like I told you before, he found out the truth about Santa. And my daughter is all in on, on Santa. So it's really neat to have two different sides of it. And they're both excited. He's still just as excited. So it's fun. And, you know, they're really into asking me what I want. My daughter wants to buy me a stuffed animal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm good. She says, no, 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 no. You, you always say that this one of mine is super soft and squeezable. So I think you need one for yourself. And I'm like, eh, no, don't want it. <laughs> don't want it. I was like, it's just not appropriate for adults to go to bed with a stuffed animal. It's just weird. Because what ends up happening is something bad happens to me in my life. And they do an investigation. And they're like, is this where your husband slept? And be like, yeah. Is this his stuffed animal? Yes, it is. Uh, your husband was how old? He was in his 40s. Uh, really? And he slept with a stuffy. It's all crusty. That's because he like laid his head on it. It's all drool. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully that's drool. Anyway, just could you imagine? This would be awful. Things seemed quite normal in the Duff household until they walked inside. And what did they see? Here's it. Scott Duff wasn't just a, a grown man that was immature on his podcast. He was immature in his bed because he slept with a stuffed animal. And that stuffed animal is cause for murder. What? That doesn't make sense. Dateline NBC, you're confusing my brain. Anyway, you guys have a great day. I, 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 it sounds corny, and it is corny, but I'm truly thankful for each and every one of you that listened to this podcast. It's a crazy journey that we're on together, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Please, if you could, share this with your friends. Maybe not necessarily this episode, but if there's an episode you really like, honestly, that just helps me out and allows this to continue. Spread the word. You guys are my promoters, just like I always joke that my son is my promoter. If you run into somebody and be like, hey, you want to listen to a funny podcast, you know, He's a, he's a bit out there at times, <laughs> but hey, check out the Huff Uncensored. If you guys could do that for me, that'd be great. You are my promoters. And one of these days, I think we all need to get together and I need to do something where uh, maybe I record the podcast and you guys are all out there and maybe we do an appearance somewhere. So I think that would be cool. I'll have to talk to the guys over at Maya High Sports and see what we can put together. Maybe it's not just me. Maybe it's some other podcasts as well doing the same thing. So either way, we'll see what's going forward. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Either way, <laughs> whatever happens, okay, whatever we decide to do, I appreciate each and every one, one of you, and thanks for joining me on this great ride. Let's continue on. Hopefully you have a great day. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much to Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And, of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's the Huff on Censored. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.